sick man. What a jam. The foundation. <laughs> <laughs> Is that who does that, uh, the original uh, version there? Yeah, all right. That's great, dude. Great, dude. You know what movie it's from? <clears throat> One of my all-time favorites. Top three in my book of the Farrelly Brothers. There is something about Mary. <laughs> yes, sir. No doubt about it, man. <laughs> it was so funny that we brought that up in the last episode because I had that song lining up. We didn't bring up that movie, but we brought up like that whole era. And the Farrelly Brothers were on a streak in that time. They did the Kingpin, which we discussed, Dumb and Dumber, uh, something about Mary. They were just on a uh, a big time roll back in those days. And something about Mary has Brett Favre, dude. That is so <laughs> funny. And our you... favorite Ukrainian visitor, Ben Stiller. Ben Stiller. <laughs> no, but I was thinking how like the NFL making like appearances. You had Dan Marino and Ace Ventura. Oh wow, man! Yes. And then you had Brett Favre and something about Mary. Like they were doing like weird appearances. Well, athletes were always a part of the pop culture scene. One of my favorite athletes in a movie is O.J. Simpson oh, in Naked Gun, right? One of the best. Yeah, this is kind of a thing they've been doing for a long time. And um, Bruce Lee, he battles uh, Wilt Chamberlain, I believe, in Enter the Dragon. Oh, really? I'm pretty sure it's Wilt Chamberlain. And if I'm not mistaken, Wilt Chamberlain genuinely actually like a martial artist when was the oj trial do you think after that is when they do like all right 1992 i have to say or 93 uh, it's got to be 90 let's see here uh well one was rodney king because they argued oj was the the trade right, i thought rodney trade- was <laughs> early 90s that's what i'm saying so rodney was 91 or 92 april 23rd 1992 is that when the riots? Uh, OJ was acquitted in 95. 95. So that's probably like wow. they started teetering out the NFL players and started doing WWE. Wow. Good call, then in, man. Then in 2000s, by 2000s, now you got The Rock. You got, you know. The Rock, basically. Well, in the 90s, you had a few vehicles with Hulk Hogan. Uh, one of my favorite, he's like an alien who becomes a nanny in the suburbs, I believe. Is <laughs> oh, like, what movie is? Dude, I've totally forgot so all about those Hulk Hogan movies. Dude, he there did like so much. Of them. <laughs> yeah, dude. Hulk Hogan uh, did a bunch. It was like suburban nanny or something. Or, uh, he was like the original guy. They like made him a nanny. They made him the fucking like babysitter. But, but then, yeah, like, but then you know, something happens and he has to like kick ass and stop criminals, you know? Like, and it's oh, yeah. Not necessarily the first. I mean, we had Kindergarten Cop with Arnold Schwarzenegger, right? Where he's kind of undercover and, you know, Good maybe. Cop. But I, Hulk Hogan, I can't remember the exact one, but I believe he's an alien. And he, uh, Mr. Nanny. Mr. Nanny. <laughs> I don't know about the alien, but that's what I was thinking of when he was like. No, uh, Suburban Commando is the movie I'm thinking of. <laughs> Suburban Commando. I can't believe that was in my head. You know, I don't I'm remember. Right now, folks, I, I don't remember what I got on my ACT test score there. Uh, I, could, <laughs> I couldn't tell you my dad's birthday, but uh, I remember somehow in my pea brain there, Suburban Commando from 1991 starring Hulk Hogan. I'm an idiot. A stellar hero from a distant world visits Earth, tries to fit in with a mundane yet kind suburban family. <laughs> 
Is Christopher Lloyd? Who's in that? It's such a... 15%. Dude, he's got a 15% on Rotten Tomatoes. I've never even heard of this movie. Honestly, that's better than I expected. I'm not kidding, man. 50%? It's pretty good. Holy shit, Christopher Lloyd's yes, in Yes, I told you, dude. I What's wrong with my brain? I can't remember important oh, things in my, my life. God. I remember, I remember <laughs> Suburban Commando. Get the fuck out of here. Dude, this might be a gem, dude. I gotta go check this out. No, if I recall Larry Miller's in it? It's so... What the... It's what? so dumb and so funny, and, you know, the 90s was still that time where they didn't take movies too seriously because they weren't spending all this money on, you know, CGI and all that no, not crap. Not only that, dude, you could literally just make a movie, throw it out in the theaters. If it had Hulk Hogan in it, you were going to make 20 mil. Yeah, it would you make nothing else profit. to do in the 90s yeah. to watch a movie <laughs> in the theaters. And people still bought movies when they came out on VHS, right? Oh, VHS, good call. Yeah, man. It's so funny. I got to remember to watch that. I got to find it. Yeah, everybody out there, I implore you, and I will do the same. Let's all uh, put Suburban Commando on our (laughs) viewing docket for this week. 1991. We'll we'll, we'll reconvene in the next episode and discuss discuss the Suburban Commando. I asked uh, Google where I could stream it. Yeah. It just laughed at me. Yeah. Came back with a million results laughing. It just sent you instructions for a time machine. Uh, <laughs> you can get all the parts over at the Aldi. Actually, it gave me driving directions to Canada and then told me to kill myself. <laughs> Crazy. Have you tried Ozempic? That's, uh... <laughs> you won't want to watch this movie? You won't want to watch anything. Yeah, it makes you catatonic, right? If we uh, remember the story from... Drew Barrymore or whoever it was. Amy Schumer? Amy yeah, Schumer. That's right. Oh, how could you ever confuse those two? Amy Schumer looks like she ate Drew Barrymore. Well, have you seen Drew Barrymore recently? She's definitely done some facial work, without a doubt. Doesn't resemble, in my yeah. book, Drew Barrymore that I recall. Drew Barrymore had a very specific look. Very unique. Very unique. She did some alterations, no longer looks like Drew Barrymore. Well, to be fair to her, that's why they wanted to fuck her as a child. I know. Well, that's why uh, Steven, Spiel- no, Steven Spielberg had her cast right away in E.T. There's no doubt about it. Dude, she's so hot in Charlie's Angels. Man. Yeah, she went through a phase there, definitely. Got got the babe going no, on she, there. I mean, I mean, she's old now though. Dude. She was born seventy five. Eh, not that old. I'm just saying old. she kind of went that Courtney Cox, Renee Zellweger uh, route where they. Do you remember that she married Tom Green? Sorry, I had to interrupt. Yes, dude, that was hilarious when that was going on. Tom Green, <laughs> man, he's absolutely hilarious. I gotta say, the most underrated man of the nineties. If anyone out there remembers the Tom Green show when he was on MTV, he uh, had his sidekick Glenn, I believe was his name, and he each episode would reveal a number of his home phone number. It was absolute, <laughs> on Times Square, he had like giant numbers, and uh, he kept like revealing one, and eventually he revealed his entire phone number. It was so funny. This is back when you had like a phone number to your house. You know what I'm uh, saying? No, <laughs> no, dude, this was the best part about that show was the parents hated it. Hated it. The parents were great. They didn't understand great. it. They didn't know why we liked it. Tom Green was amazing. He would go on the street and interview people with a piece of dog poo on the microphone. <laughs> and like try to see how close he could get the microphone to people's faces. <laughs> so ridiculous, man. Come on, dude. <laughs> like a genius. 
And one of my favorites, because he would rip on his parents. This is before Jackass, where, like, Bam Margera would just torture oh, his parents. Yeah. Uh, he did this thing where he commissioned a giant statue to be placed on his parents' lawn when they were away on vacation. And it was a, an image of his dad <laughs> beating his mom, uh, like, with a belt. <laughs> and, uh, it, and the title of it was, Where's My Dinner, Bitch? So fucking funny, dude. <laughs> Come on, man. That was that was entertainment, man. <laughs> it's so funny because now, like, you look back and everything he done he did is like nobody would think twice about it now because nobody had done it before. Yes, this was before you know? YouTube and you know podcasters out there trying to be it, you know sensationalists and get likes. It was likes. so sh- to put shit on a microphone was so <laughs> shocking, you know? It was just too funny because he would just keep inching it closer and some people <laughs> some people wouldn't move and it would, like, nearly touch their nose and others would just be totally revolted, right? Just keep trying to get away. <laughs> the resolve of the men who wouldn't move? Man, my hat's off to those gentlemen. <laughs> That's so good, dude. <laughs> oh man, he was the first. He was the first. Yes, he was know? the OG. Actually, he probably wasn't even the first. Just well, the first we remember. Well, no, he was the first. I mean, his show was originally very crude when he was just like a Canadian local TV uh, broadcaster dude. Like he, he was kind of like this was in the era when you had like Wayne's World stuff. You know, you could get on local broadcasting, yeah, and that's how call. he started. And then he got picked up by MTV or whatever and I mean it's just he was kind That's of kind of like the original podcast. Yeah, it's, I don't know. I I actually hearken it to like the original um, you know, YouTubers, you know, right. Like, yeah, yeah, original YouTube. <clears throat> videotaping yeah. stuff and then, you know, Jackass too, one of the originals uh for that or the dudes who are part of it. I know the you know, all that stuff kind of stemmed from skateboarding and dudes filming themselves skateboarding and then having the camera handy and then causing hijinks when they weren't skateboarding. You know, it's literally what it was. Dude, have you seen the videos of Steve-O recently? I feel like he's doing fine, but Bam Marajera is like an alcoholic drug addict and like uh, a complete wreck. So there's this whole thing where Bam is like, yeah, he like blames them because he can't skate. Right, he's totally physically messed up from all the uh, retarded stunts. Apparently, there was that one specific prank where they made they like made him walk on tacks. Wow! They like they like he didn't know that they were there. They like set him up and they fucked up his his feet, and he's never been able to skate since. I don't know. He blames them, but the saddest thing, is, dude, these guys are all like fifty. That's right. And you got Steve-O out there, like, still doing pranks. I think he's doing, like, a final movie well, or something like Steve-O that. Well, Steve-O, to his credit, nobody... though, I gotta say, they discovered Steve-O for their show because he was in the circus. Yeah, but you guys are too old, man. <laughs> I mean, cir- being a circus you hear, guy, you maybe about fucking, I don't know if it's true, but the, somebody was telling me that Johnny Knoxville, for, like, ten years, has had a colostomy bag, and he'll have it for the rest of his life. Yeah, I no, I've uh, seen interviews with him and several of the other guys. They are all completely messed up from that show. Like, so you're spending the rest of your life shitting in a bag, yeah, and cleaning this bag. That's like, right, dude. Come on, dude, that's terrible. Yeah, the price they are paying for uh, being millionaires, right, and living living that lifestyle. I guess I I don't yeah. think it was 
worth it whatsoever. But hey, we got you know awesome entertainment. You know, I really enjoyed the Jackass show growing up. Was so fun to watch. It's all we had. We didn't have the internet. So we would turn on yeah, they took it, MTV. They took, it they took it. Well, the movies, I think that's where they all they got really seriously far. injured, you know. But like yeah. the show, man, that was it. Was dudes in a uh, shopping cart going off a ramp? Right. That was. That's what I mean. Then they took it to the point where you're like fighting bulls. <laughs> well, yeah. There's in the last movie, Johnny Knoxville's on a rocket. He like rides a literal rocket into the air. Like, yeah, okay. Of course, you guys are shitting in bags now. You guys, <laughs> had, yeah, too far. You got to keep taking them to the next level. Though, how do you make three jackass movies that are ninety minutes long? You gotta, you know. Yes, eventually you're strapping a mouse. Like costume. The, fir- the first video, <laughs> one of the pranks was literally they shit in a toilet. In a, in a home, <laughs> in like a Home Depot, like they just shit in a display toilet. So funny. <laughs> Because remember the first attempt, he shits his pants in the van. Like, it's so <laughs> funny. Like, that is a funny prank. Even the failed part was even funnier yeah, than we actually yeah, did they're it. They're like, pranking. And then yeah. by, the, by the third movie, you're right. They're they're in this giant shopping cart while rockets are shooting fucking gra- like, uh, pieces of concrete. Well, I can't remember the second or third one where they're putting a mouse costume on one of the dude's dicks and they're having like a poisonous snake, a snake like, bite. bite the dick. I'm like, okay, well, yeah, I don't know. We're crossing a lot of boundaries, I feel this like. Is, too far. <laughs> <laughs> is this a prank anymore? Who's the prank on? Like, what's going on here? <laughs> the prank's on me for paying the money to watch this guy's dick get bit by a no, the snake. Prank, the prank is on society because we're revealing how sick we are. <laughs> you know? Oh, man, it's crazy that it went that far. No doubt about it. But I I do miss those glory days of Tom Green. Now Tom Green lives in a van and travels the country or the world and uh, occasionally does a podcast. But I think he just lives in a van. He's probably better doing better than all of us. I guarantee it. Maybe not. He's probably doing the best of anybody that's been in an Eminem song. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? Yes, guaranteed. Yeah. <laughs> He's probably the happiest of anybody that's been in one of those songs. Yes, absolutely. Uh, so I, my hat's off to Tom Green. Uh, I, can, I, I feel bad for the Jackass Boys. I can only imagine they have another film coming out at some point because they need money. I thought they just did one, actually, that I didn't see. I don't think anyone else really did. I don't know anybody that saw it. Yeah, no, but Steve-O's coming out with one. Okay, so it's like, That's what I mean, dude. He keeps doing these rounds on these podcasts. Dude, he I forgot. He like he shows up to your podcast. He'll show up to a podcast like ours that has ten listeners. He's like, all right, today I'm gonna have your podcast. I just wanted to say I'm gonna swallow twenty nails. <laughs> like, all right, dude. Nobody even asked you to do it. Nobody cares. <laughs> oh man, well these dudes, uh, they just got too. F- they went too far. Eventually, when you're riding rockets, uh, you know how much further can you go? It's kind of like the Fast and the Furious, aren't they? Flying sh- you know, rockets into space at this point. <laughs> you know, yeah. they're like Fast and Furious Ten. We're going to space. When you're doing rockets, I think when you hit rocket level, that's it. You got to stop. You've, you've maxed out. <laughs> when you're launching a Datsun into space. Yes. <laughs> Well, speaking of space and launching into it, uh, NASA, my favorite group to talk about, those former Nazis out there, uh, (laughs) they are uh, going out into the outer regions past the firmament, uh, whether we believe it or not, 
And we're going to land on another asteroid, Mike. One of my favorite topics lately. I can't believe we did it before. Looks like we're going to do it again. But this asteroid, man, sounds uh, kind of heavy metal. Well, it's made of gold. The 2.2 billion mile quest to its namesake asteroid blasting off. NASA is calling this season Asteroid Autumn. Psyche starting a six-year journey to the mysterious metal-rich asteroid, one of only six known metallic asteroids. We have never seen... Metallic asteroid? Man, this is crazy. Is Black Sabbath on board? Yes, that's right! <laughs> yeah. I mean, if I'm approaching heavy metal, I need some Ozzy. You yes! Know what I mean? <laughs> a body with a metal surface. It's a new kind of world, and that's what we think Asteroid 16 Psyche is. The Psyche asteroid may offer a unique window into the violent history of collisions that created Earth. <clears throat> in fact, this orbiting asteroid is the only known place in our solar system where we potentially can directly examine this kind of metal. For the very first time, we'll be going to look at metal like the metal of the Earth's core, this place where our magnetic field originates and where we can never visit. It's crazy because there's a lot of theory and speculation out there that is kind of credible stating that our core is water that can't be ah uh, well you know me i don't subscribe to that i am a huge fan like, of hollow earth theory my man but even if it w the pressure it would have to be some state of water that we don't even really know have you seen yeah. the video and the um images of the water or the river in the ocean at the bottom of the ocean yeah, but that's right. That's because of different elements and different densities. Isn't once you get it, to a... That is crazy that they have discovered water, folks. <clears throat> in the ocean, it, has, it is composed of a, you're right, different density. There are molecules it's within it. It's heavy water. And it's heavier. It's heavy metal water, baby. Yeah! <laughs> it's just heavy Rock water. On, baby! <laughs> but uh, no, I'm telling you, this, it's, it's crazy that there is water that is just different. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's... Oh, it's, it's no different than like salt water and not salt water. The problem with the center of the Earth is you're dealing with, like, pressures and temperatures that would break down to natural elements. But what if the so water you, at the center of the Earth is this, like, intenso, crazy, like, liquid metal it water? It can't be. It can't be. You would, you would far surpass pressures and temperatures that would break the hydrogen bond from the oxygen. Are you, so you are you saying to me, with a straight face, <laughs> hollow Earth theory is farcical, sir? <laughs> According, I don't think I can. I don't think I can continue I'm, I'm, this show. Okay, I, I, you can never be definitive <laughs> in science, but according to what we know about the laws of physics, the amount of pressure there is no hollow. Oh my God, you and your is. science! Are you wearing double mask right now as we speak? I can only assume. Go get your booster, my man. Boost. It's science. This guy, folks, it's a hollow Earth. There's a whole bunch of civilizations in there. All right. I mean, just think about it. Even when we mine, <laughs> we have to put support beams. You know, you can't... The Earth caves in on itself if there's any kind of void. Uh, yeah, well, that's just the magic of the wizards who live within the hollow Earth. They're trying to stop <laughs> the... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Infallible logic. Can't find, <laughs> can't find a chink in that armor, you know? Now fly me to the flat moon, people! <laughs> Once you bring up the wizards, I have to concede. And that's it. <laughs> Can I counter their magic with my side?
better watch out, dude. I'm getting crazy with my ideas these days, man. I'm supporting Dragon Theory at this point, man. I'm all for it. Uh, dragon so, Theory? Yeah, the dinosaur bones, not dinosaurs. They were real, actual dragons. That's not a theory. That's probably what they are. Like, the story, the tales of the dragons probably stem from the discovery of bones. Or maybe humans were living amongst many of the dragons. <laughs> yeah! Come on, man. <laughs> You're right. I got no proof. We Well, we have, you know, drawings and depictions and imagery and you know, written proof that people had dragons, you know, stories of dragons, maybe, just maybe. You know, these are uh, real accounts. It could also just be that stories are better told in the first person. Ah, excellent. Yes, good call. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Folks, the moon is flat, we live on a hollow earth, and dragons are real. NASA Administrator Bill Nelson says by going out into space to visit this asteroid, we'll learn about the deep interior of our own Earth. There may well be rare earth metals. There may well be clues to how other planets formed here in this solar system. So what's really cool about this is that we've never actually been able to study the core of the Earth, right? It's pretty much impossible to get there, so we probably never will. So this is the only way to do that, because this asteroid has those metals that make up the core of the Earth. So we could really learn some unbelievable things. I got a question. If you can't get to the core, how do you know what metals are there? And how do you know that this is the same metals? You know, Good call. You know, you're, you're going off of, like, uh, like, radar and electromagnetic. Uh, I don't know. It's it's a terrible. It's pretty much like radar. They just shoot waves down into the earth and measure the reflection, and the, they use that to find the density and then figure out what yeah. element it is. Or the earth you know? is flat, right? And they already know it's uh down below it. <laughs> if you want to know what's inside the earth, just ask Hillary Clinton. <laughs> That's she right. Lives, she lives there. Jesus Christ! That lizard's family has been burrowing down in there for <laughs> centuries and generations, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah that is crazy though to land on an asteroid man you know what i, I think i'm the, loving this new stuff dude, yeah. you know me man i'm a skeptic fuck the scientific discovery nobody cares about what's at the center of the earth that's a heavy metal they're trying to find asteroids that are filled with gold yes uh, absolutely i totally believe know. that that's what they're doing uh and most of these asteroids i can only assume are filled with these precious metals and golds and silvers and you know if you it maybe then kind of links to the idea of why are these billionaires trying to go into space with their ships are they really trying to save humanity or are they trying to figure out a way to tap into these uh massive gold mines just floating around our planet that's what it is they're gonna go mine these And, uh, and maybe what we're not savvy to right now is the fact that currently there's a race between these gajillionaires uh you know and we in our america here love our gajillionaires yeah that's right the, well yeah here we have our gajillionaire uh jared polis <laughs> our one and only we, we, we only have gajillionaires in chicago no gajillionaires yeah we we that's uh we have coined the gajillionaire here in colorado <laughs> mr mr jerry polis he loves his peaches uh, and so it, it, it just makes you kind of reconsider, like, what is really this 
race to space now for not countries really it seems like these billionaires and gajillionaires and gajillionaires are are trying to outrace each other for some point in space i highly doubt it truly is uh mars or any other dead rock floating around us it's got to be something that has a literal gold mine on it yeah monetary value i think that's what it is and again if you're the first guy to land on that rock that's filled with that's just a gold ball floating through space, <clears throat> you become what? The richest person on earth. Well, you got to be able to bring it back. Well, isn't that the whole point of SpaceX technology to land and float back and come back and forth and back and forth? Yeah, but on an asteroid? I don't know. That's hard. Seems like that's think, what they're gearing up I think for. What you, yeah, I think what they want to eventually do is be able to bring the asteroid within orbit. Because if oh, you can get like the asteroid nice, into orbit like the uh, space station, right? Imagine then you got all these different companies. They all go out. They bring their own asteroid in. They mine it. Then they launch it out. That is freaky in so many ways. Could you imagine seeing <laughs> this comet slowly approaching Earth, but it's being guided by our ships? It just says Pfizer. Oh! <laughs> where's, where's Travis Kelsey at, man? Because the first thing I thought of when they said heavy metals is it'd be really, you know, they called the, the asteroid Psyche. It'd be really funny if they did that because it mostly contains lithium, which we use to for, like, bipolar. Wow, we do. And uh, I'm thinking more, you know, we need it for the electric uh, revolution that we're uh, seeing unfold before our eyes here. That true. Oh, poor Africans. Wait till they realize we're about to launch them into space. Oh, my God. <laughs> we, we need you to mine cobalt by hand in space. <laughs> Somebody warn the Uyghurs! <laughs> so, 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 this, so, so this space suit, this can accommodate one American astronaut or four Uyghurs. <laughs> they could share oxygen. <laughs> Oh, this is freaky. Uh, no joke. Th we're going to be in like a world from uh, the Arnold Schwarzenegger movie, Total Recall. He's got to get yeah. back to Mars, you know, and he's, um, <laughs> I think they have like enslaved people there, like mining <laughs> Mars. Not yet. No, I'm, okay. I'm not. I'm saying in the movie. I'm not saying we now have that. We could possibly. I, I'm not going to dis disprove that. <laughs> I actually think that's more possible. We have that going on. Than anything else, actually. You oh, know? they're on the moon, but we haven't gotten them to Mars yet. We gotta be mining something on the moon. So, you know the theory that the moon is a chunk of the Earth, right? 100% it is. Yes. It's actually a chunk of, like, another body and the Earth. Exactly. Yeah, it, yeah. theory being, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, another planet actually hit the Earth. Right, we collided. Planets collided and joint forces and our powers combined make us captain planet and like uh, that's song. right yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it was all yellow and uh... <laughs> somebody get this guy a pulitzer <laughs> what writer strike man i told you i'm back they let me do my own stuff now i was pulling old material you know that's how it works uh so <laughs> Uh, the theory is, and I think it's a widely considered uh, fact, that they believe another planet collided with Earth, 
smaller planet than hit larger Earth, I think, would be the uh, assumption, correct? Because otherwise we would have been blown to smithereens, I can only presume. And the two chunks of the two planets, uh, right, they formed one to be Earth, and then the other little two chunks circulated around Earth in orbit and formed and became the the moon. All the debris came together. Became the moon. So we must presume then, right, the moon has to have gold and silver and shit on it. Oh, yeah, it has to. If it's a part of the Earth, it's got, and I bet you the moon also has oil. No. No oil? No, because the oil came from the organic life. I have seen a lot of information that suggests oil is like uh, uh, something that just flows within the earth. But where does it come from? It's like the water. It comes from, you know, it's just flowing through it, baby. (laughs) It comes from carbon-based life forms decomposing. I don't know about that. Do we have total proof about uh, that? Are you leaning on your double-masked science there, my no, friend? I, I just think... <laughs> science! I think, I think we've pretty much mastered the chemical breakdown of oil. <laughs> All right, I'll, ta- I'll take your word for it. <laughs> There's only one... The, the misconception is that you're pumping dinosaurs into your gas tank. That's right. The, Everybody always thinks the, it's the, the dinosaurs. The, like, even today, the largest organism on Earth is going to be a... Uh, like an algae bloom. You know? And you're talking about, like, algae blooms in ancient oceans that die off, and then those... that, that Those, or, you know, organisms decompose, and then under pressure and time become oil. All right, man. I like the theory that it just flows naturally through the core and through, you know, pulses through the earth like a like a blood vein. But what's making it? The earth is making it, man. What if the earth is this biological beast humming along? But what's it making it out of? You're right. The earth is making it through the pressure and time. But what is it making it out of? What are the ingredients? I'd say the ingredients uh, is love. It's when a man loves a woman. <laughs> The purpose of a man is to love a woman, and the purpose of a woman is to love a man. And so through that, you get the oil, baby. Well, well Frank, with a female oil, falls in love with a male oil. All right. And, and folks, uh, in this story, uh, one guy has the dick, and the chick, <laughs> chick has the vagina, believe it or not. Uh, when you're oil, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Well, uh, we live in uh, funky times when it comes to the gender uh, mixing and matching and all that good stuff, Uh, which, you know, the woke movement, I got to say, I'm feeling it. I'm feeling like it's dying out here. That's kind of what I'm uh, getting the vibe of. And I decided this year, I am a hockey fan. I'm declaring it here. I'm going to go check out some Avs games. Is Taylor Swift dating a Blackhawk? That's right. How'd you know? I only assumed reds are color. So she's got to get into hockey for the season. It's actually uh, Pete Davidson. He's banging one of the Avs players, actually. Uh, No one will stop talking about it. Pete Davidson, did you see he was on the SNL? uh, Emma sent me a clip of uh, a music video he he did on there. It was actually very funny where he makes fun of being Pete Davidson. And uh, it's very self-aware, and he... Tears himself apart. It's absolutely hilarious. Oh, I gotta check. And, that out. and he makes fun of the big dick energy theory and all that. It's really, really funny. I was actually I floored by it. I, I had it on here. It's like three minutes. It's a long one. I didn't feel like throwing it out there. But 
uh, we're going through funky times and with the woke movement and, you know, SNL, woke time, no doubt about it. Everything is woke. Uh, it's refreshing to have the NHL kind of reversing the stream here. Uh, the anti-Budweiser, if you will. They uh, have decided, you know what, we've had enough. And I'm a huge fan. The puck drops on a new NHL season tonight, but the league is already mired in controversy. The NHL says it's banning the use of pride tape on sticks, a move garnering a lot of attention from fans and players alike. CTV's Jackie Perez joins us now with the details on this. Jackie. Patricia, the league sent a memo to all 32 teams citing what players can and cannot do as part of theme celebrations this season. That includes banning the use of rainbow-colored stick tape for Pride Nights. The makers of Pride Tape say they are extremely disappointed in the NHL's decision and hope the league and teams will again show commitment to this important symbol of combating homophobia. Now, Pride Nights have been part of the NHL since 2013 but became controversial last season after a handful of players Dude, opted uh, out of the You guys have a month. You do your parades, we paint our sticks, we paint our helmets in football. Where is the homophobia? Congratulations, know, you beat you. homophobia. It's over. There is no homophobia. To the point where 40% of our kids now are LGBTQIA two-spirit. You know? Don't forget that two us, man. You can't forget the two-spirit. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I can't... I, but, so they're going to interview uh, here the... Uh, commissioner, the guy who runs the NHL, and he's gonna make a statement. And I'm just, this is why I'm like, I turned to Emma. I'm like, we're we're going to see some NHL games <laughs> this year. We're we're fans now. I hope you're ready. Colored jerseys during warmups. Now earlier this year, Commissioner Gary Bettman had this to say: You don't endorse every single charity that solicits you, and you don't participate in every social cause. You pick and choose the ones that are important to you. The ones you don't choose to do don't necessarily make you bigoted, misogynistic, or homophobic, or racist. Thank you! That, that's nuanced. Ah, that sounds like a pretty homophobic, bigoted, racist, I'd say. Uh, I don't know, you kind of... The classic words of a traditional white supremacist. I see you just took off your KKK garment just to make this appearance, sir. Thank you for taking off your hood. Uh... Yeah. My God, I'm right there. Thank you. I, I'm a fan now. F screw the NFL. I, I, you know, I, I'm, I, I'm still a fan of the MLB because MLB told every movement to piss off, which I love. <laughs> and that's what the NHL has decided to do. They, they took oh, well, the MLB is 162 game. There's like nine Pride months in there. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Just keeping up is exhausting. They can't do that. It's impossible. I mean, I know the MLB just, I think, leaves it up to the teams and whatever. Like, it's just, uh, I like what this guy is saying, actually. And, and the, what people need to realize is if you got your month, if you got your day, if you got your thing, go ahead, celebrate. It's America. You know what? We support it. You're allowed to do that, definitely. But forcing other people to celebrate your thing, well, that's kind of fascist. It's fucked up. Yeah, it's wrong. <laughs> You know, forcing your Why corporate I idealism. Why should I be proud of you being gay? Yes, anything. I don't care. I don't care about you. No offense. I don't care about who you're banging. I don't care what your gender yeah. is, what your pronouns are. I don't care. That used to be why I loved America so much. We were the country that just didn't care. Didn't care. Yeah, didn't care. We, now, now you really have to care and celebrate, Frank.
celebrate them. The celebration is where we've gone wrong, which is why I really celebrate what this commissioner is saying in the NHL, and I'm going to celebrate by buying some tickets to the NHL and not to the NBA, uh, only because I can't go to Nuggets games because they're completely outpriced at this point. You are not able to no, go I, see the returning I, champions. I seriously, I, I've said it before, I'll say it. Listen, whether I agree or disagree, I don't want Megan Rapinoe telling me how to live my life yes. unbigoted, and I don't want Aaron Rodgers giving me medical advice. Yes! <laughs> you know what I mean? It goes from both sides, all directions. Exactly. I just want my athletes to be athletes. Play your fucking sport. Thank Stay you. Stay your fucking lane. I, you know? I really when, think when that's Dr. what Dr. Fauci says something, I don't need Aaron Rodgers or Megan Rapinoe to discuss it. What I need is Dr. Malone to come out and counter it. Yeah, give me Jordan Peterson and Malone and Rand Paul and then sit them in a room with Fauci and I'll listen to the four of them debate the merits of the COVID vaccine. Is that all doctors, scientists, got legitimate. I, do, I want my athletes to fucking play ball. Just like I'm the plumber. You don't come to me for medical advice. <laughs> You come to me for plumbing advice. No, you, you know? come to Aaron, us to Aaron hear Aaron Rodgers, when I need to know what to do against a 5-3 defense, I'm going to come hit you up. Yeah, and or Aaron Rodgers, just retire already. He's way into the hallucinogenics. He loves the ayahuasca and the mushrooms. He was here in Denver four months ago for a mushroom convention. <laughs> Dude, just stick to what you know. Getting high on shrooms, baby. I know. <laughs> and, and, the, and the thing is, I agreed with you on the vaccine and everything 100%. But you just shouldn't be the representative of that well, side. I agree with you on the vaccine, and I agree with him also on ripping on Travis Kelsey, who's Mr. Pfizer. I've watched tons right. of football over the last couple of weeks, and this dude's commercial is on every commercial break. It's the same thing. I don't want Travis Kelsey tell me what vaccines I should get, right? No, either one. You, you nailed it the other episode when we were joking about Aaron Rodgers challenging Travis Kelsey to a debate on vaccines. No, thank you. How about a debate on play calling in the NFL? Exactly. You guys could talk exactly. about calling plays. Debate on the fence, def the best defensive line. Or debate, the best de you know what I mean? debate on the turf. You guys are anti-turf now. Okay, have a debate on turf versus grass. Okay, I'll listen turf to that maybe grass. for five minutes. It sounds boring, but I'll listen to it a little should, bit. Should you do a more passing or running offense? Listen, I'm all ears <laughs> on all of these debates, right? <laughs> When it comes to medical, like no. Oh, so my hat's off to the NF to the NHL. I'm going to come see some games this year. You got me. I will spend some money on it. I'm all in. I was all in actually at the end of last year when we did some clips about teams or players on the NHL telling Pride Month and everybody else with Pride to go get bent and use your events and everything for June. Save it for June when hockey's not going on. That's what hockey basically Good. said. Hey, Good. you know what? Good. We're not playing when you're doing your little month, so don't bring your little month into our season. Exactly. Well, what are they trying to get them to celebrate here? I don't get it. Yeah, when, is the, when during their season do they need the gay tape? All season. I don't know. Every day. <laughs> Who knows? Like, if you're not celebrating it, you're against it, bro. You're a bigot, man. <laughs> your silence is violence. Yeah, wow. Ah. When was that? Was that the BLM? No, that was BLM. By yeah. the way, BLM awfully quiet now that they openly supported terrorism. Hamas? <laughs> How did we not cover that? Juicy nugget. That one slipped under the radar, I gotta say. And if anyone doesn't know what I'm talking about, I saved the tweet. I'll send it to you personally. It is outrageous. 
BLM Chicago thought it was a great idea to tweet an image of a guy with a Palestinian parachute and like a gun flying in and he's like supporting BLM and he's flying in, you know, to that festival to massacre a bunch of innocent women. Innocent people. Yeah, yeah. BLM. Beautiful. Oh, that is a chef's kiss moment. I mean, that really encapsulates right there the left. For me, like th- over the last few years, you guys are oh, dude, so guys, radical. How racist, how racist is it to look at this Palestine Israel? And you're like, well, I guess, I guess those Palestinians look a little darker. We're on the side of Palestine. Unbelievable. <laughs> just crazy to choose that image of the guy paragliding in with the machine gun to massacre and rape innocent women like dude you could have picked any image of a palestinian in my book i know but to be fair they don't view israeli women as human so to be fair blm views violent insurrection as their thing if you have uh any question about it take a look at what unfolded in portland for 52 days. Andy No documented the entire thing on X, formerly known as Twitter. And but, don't, it, but don't worry, our DOJ is petitioning for all of those people to get lighter sentences. That's so. right. That should make you feel good. BLM awfully quiet these days, and I found it shocking because uh, it should be hitting home here in the Denver area in Colorado. We have our own BLM moment unfolding, and I thought, Mike, you would be interesting in finding out the results and what is uh, going to happen to the officers involved in the Elijah McClain incident. In Colorado. I hope everyone is oh, God. well hydrated. You know, since oh, talk, talk two hours myself. in, dude, I had some beer. My mouth is already dry. Jeez. Ice water, folks. And I saw the jerk. moisture in the room go into the microphone. <laughs> And oh, Aurora God. jury convicted police officer Randy Redima of criminally negligent homicide while acquitting officer Jason, Ro- Jason Rosenblatt in the 2019 killing of Elijah McClain. 23-year-old McClain, a black man, was walking home. Did you hear the tone change? By Bro, no, stop right there. Did I you know. hear That's that tone? 23-year-old, like, Jesus Right. Beloved for his Michael Jackson impersonations. <laughs> yes. This is so good, the tone change. They Holy do this shit. all the time, too. We're like, Elijah Wood, a black man, shot down by a white man. It's... And now we go to his mother, the mother of a 23-year-old. <laughs> Beloved Michael Jackson impersonator. Slain by the train killer. (laughs) 
Roald McLean, a black man, was walking home <laughs> from a store when he was tackled by police, placed in a carotid hold, and later injected with a powerful sedative ketamine. Elijah's outraged mother, Shanine McLean, told reporters as she left the courtroom, quote, this is the divided states of America, and that's what happens, mm. unquote. Sentencing for Redeemus, scheduled for January, faces up to three years in prison. A third officer and two paramedics have also been charged and are awaiting trial. A third officer and two oh, paramedics. Terrible. Every time yeah. one of these incidents occurs, we send a dozen cops to jail. And <laughs> everyone's like, why doesn't anyone want to be a cop? <laughs> <laughs> one, one piece of shit drug addict dies. Half a dozen good men go to jail. This it's, was... It's, this was a tragedy. It's unsustainable. I just, unsustainable. I get that this was a tragic situation and it unfolded in a very unfortunate way, and this kid probably should not have been killed. Absolutely. Like, it was just a bad moment. Stop. Stop. No, stop. The way they make it sound, she even said, he was just a black man walking Hello? home from the store. <laughs> <laughs> I, I promise you right now, he resisted the cops. That's why he died. You know? It's just... It unfolded in an unfortunate manner. Do you know what I'm saying? I think the cops and the kid, everybody in these scenarios, the outcome isn't, you know, death isn't the desired outcome for anybody, right? But so that's what happened here. But my and God. I agree with you people, it's not necessary, but maybe your actions are causing a reaction. But do we have to send the cop and the other squad car from down the block to prison for three <laughs> years because he was there? This has gone out of hand. Where are my Tao Tao's at, baby? Oh, poor Tao Tao. That's what I'm saying. Say his name. I say his name every episode, man. We never forget the Tao Tao. The dude. Poor Tao Tao. So we have all these Tao Tao's. Like, you just heard it right there. Okay, we sense this one guy. Other guy got acquitted, but he's been in jail probably for two years since this thing unfolded, right? So now, and then we're going to go after two other cops, another two paramedics. Like, we're sending everybody to jail. Like, if you want to be a paramedic or a cop or a firefighter, you better watch where you are in the vicinity of any oh. city because you may be sent to jail. Because you were there. Yeah. Oh, if you're white, don't even go to a call if there's a black That's guy. what I'm saying. Like, if you yeah. if they call on the, the intercom, they're like, we need somebody to hold the crowd back. You're responsible. Like, I ain't no Tao Tao. Oh, whoa, Tao Tao, no. <laughs> yeah. Hey. Listen, I wasn't born yesterday. <laughs> fool, me, fool me once, my friend. I see a Tao Tao when I see one playing out here. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We need someone to hold back the crowd. No, 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 no. I know what you're doing. I got kids to feed, my friend. <laughs> but that's the reality, dude. Like, congratulate. Like, again, tragic, right? I, I, I really believe. You think, you think there's always that guy, like, a whole bunch of them get the call. They're like, I ain't going, I ain't going. Yes. Goes, one guy goes, Come you on. know what? My wife just filed for divorce. I could use four years off. <laughs> you know, I'll go hold back the crowd. <laughs> gotta pay all that child support. Send me to jail. I'm going to take this one. I'll be your Tao Tao. That's what it goes down to. Oh, so th terrible, these guys, uh, I just think that's what, you know, my point to this whole story is I, I think it unfolded tragically. Again, I you know, the kid probably shouldn't have died. It, there's so many other scenarios where he probably didn't. But I get it. You sent the one guy who killed him, right? Fine. Just like Chauvin. Okay, Chauvin, I get it. I don't, I'll give you Chauvin. I don't yeah. support it, but I get it. Fine, yeah. fair is fair, I guess, within the that realm of the moment and the situation. However, all these 
extra characters that you just need to nail to the cross and crucify in front of the public to appease the mob. That is where it gets disgusting, and that's where you turn off all the supporters, and that's where you lose people joining to be a cop or a paramedic or anybody who possibly would maybe want to do some sort of community service within the city or a Democratic-run place. I keep saying it. You not only have no support of your community when you go and stop a dude like George Floyd in that situation, uh, but you lose the support of your politicians and everybody else. You end up Daniel Penny. How's my Daniel Penny uh, fans doing out there? Yeah, Never never forget, dude. The beloved Michael Jackson (laughs) impersonator, right? Oh, but Daniel Penny rots in prison because uh, he's an ex-Marine. He decided to stop a crime from being committed. Yeah, I know. This is terrible. Daniel Penny, yeah, he was just on CNN. That's the world you folks have uh, welcomed in, and uh, that's just the way it is, man. I I, I like uh, can't get over uh, how we're now at a point where people don't understand why we have so much rampant crime, why stores are closing down in major cities, well, you know, why people are moving in droves from these Democratic major cities and they're going to places like Florida. You know, how, how could anyone want to live in a state where you can't say gay and you got ran to sanctimonious banning books? You know what I'm saying? Like, well, uh, there's a reason, man. You look at your cities. Look what you're allowing to happen. Like, yeah, Dude, I, so, uh, I get it. Oh, oh no, it's so, all. I'm... A little update. Sorry, I had to look at stuff because I know I saw it on the other day. Uh, a little update to the Daniel Penny. Yes, please. One of the great things is now, so the, the I'm, I'm just going to read it over for her, where don't be dumb. So they, they filed a motion on Friday, Penny's attorney, uh, because they cited the grand jury testimony of witnesses. Apparently the witnesses that were there are actually testifying that they were in fear of their life. And Daniel Penny acted accordingly, you know? That yeah, he justified his actions because people were actually afraid of their lives. So we're going to hear next week on whether or not uh, the judge upholds it or whatever or declines their appeal. All right, there you go. And I, this has been apparent so. from day one. A lot of the people that were there on the scene were supporting Daniel Penny. But their whole argument was he overreacted. And now you're having people there who are like, no, no, I'm very happy he acted how he acted. <laughs> I don't think it was an overreaction, you know? Imagine a world where Daniel Penny isn't there and somebody underreacts. What's the scenario? We're already in a world where there's no more Daniel Penny. I'm never going to act. I will never act. Think You're going to fucking face this lawsuit? Like, think about Daniel Penny now sitting there just praying that these people are honest. (laughs) You know what I mean? He's praying that the jury of his peers will see what could have unfolded if he didn't exist or if he was behind bars. Do we want to live in a world where the beloved Michael Jackson impersonator is roaming the streets attacking women? Or do we want to live in a world where he's gone and Daniel Penny is out there making sure none of those assholes are accosting women? Your little kids are playing outside on the front lawn. Who do you want your neighbor to be? Daniel Penny? Or the Michael Jackson impersonator. The love! <laughs> Everybody loved him, man. I've never been so loved in my life. I can't believe how many people loved this guy. <laughs> More than loved me, I'll tell you that much. I'm just a straight white man. <laughs> 
Nobody loves straight white, man. No, definitely not. Especially progressive commercials and uh, any commercials. <laughs> I, I'm telling you, the commercials these days are so funny to me. It's If the white dude is in it, he's being taught a lesson by the lesbian black lady. This is always oh, happening. Sure. You get, you're learning the lesson, you know, like... You you don't know how to use the cell phone. Oh, it's because you're an idiot and you're uh, using Verizon. You should be using T-Mobile. See, and I'm gonna teach you how to use T-Mobile. And that's kind of unbelievable like how it goes. because I live in a place that's one third black. You know. Oh yeah. There's at least a third black, and I don't know any black lesbians. I think I know one. She was mayor. <laughs> she goes by Beetlejuice. <laughs> but but black lesbians are just apparently it's so underrepresented that we should make them the uh, spokesperson for the White House. Uh, they right. should fill the seats in California oh, for yeah. Senate. Yes. <laughs> unelected <laughs> unelected the, senator, folks. Unelected. They should be the mayors of all major cities. And, uh, I mean, am I missing something here? Vice president. Is she a lesbian? I mean, she fucked Montel. I see Kamala is doing whatever you ask her to do. Hmm. She'll do whatever it takes to get to the top. <laughs> That's right, man. That's what I'm saying. Who she got to fuck to be president? You know yeah, what did you say Montel Williams? Absolutely. <laughs> Still got that Montel, show. Montel can only get you to VP. You might have become president. I think that's like a Bill Clinton dick. You you know? yeah, that's right. You got to hang out with Hillary for a weekend. That's not. Yeah, you got to no fuck. Choice <laughs> you got to fuck Bill. Yeah, that's why man. some seventeen-year-old that he fucked twenty years ago is going to be president soon. It's so crazy that oh, it must. Oh, Pete Buttigieg. I can only assume. Or. Uh, <laughs> It's crazy that Montel Williams is, you know, on that like e carpet, red carpet moment with the two chicks, and one of them's Kamala, and then she ends up VP. But he also has this insane militarized secret unit, probably CIA defense intelligence background. Oh, he's CIA. It's crazy. Sure. Yes, he is definitely CIA, and it's just so crazy that those two have that like kind of televised moment from the '90s, and you would dismiss it immediately at the time because Kamala Harris was nobody back then. She was just a floozy hanging on the arm of Montel Williams at the red carpet <laughs> of some event, and then sure enough, she becomes VP. And then you do a little digging, you're like, wait. Montel Williams at the time had just finished a career of being like undercover CIA, like covert op for the military and the Navy SEALs. Like that's, that is wacky stuff, man. Holy shit. (laughs) I just came across some shit. I literally just typed in Montel Williams. You got more juicy Montel Williams. I love anything Montel Williams CIA because I know Montel Williams is. He's in it, man. There's no way he coincidentally was grooming Kamala Harris at that time. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to see. Apparently, there was a, a CIA. Okay, apparently, this Marine was arrested in Mexico City. And after being tortured and everything, he admits to being CIA. Right? Oh, yeah. See, I knew it. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> and uh, this, okay, this is crazy. <clears throat> he even ended up being one of the guys that Obama did this prisoner swap for, right? Uh, with the Iranians. I don't know how this all backs up, but apparently that guy was, 
Montel Williams had sent him like this encrypted message. That guy's name, Larry Sinclair. And then they smoked crack <laughs> and he gave Obama a BJ. Hey yo! Yes, he is CIA. I'm telling you, and it's not a coincidence that anybody, if you don't know what we're talking about, there is video footage from like E Entertainment from 1995 or something, and it's Montel Williams with two chicks, and they're on the red carpet of some SB or, you know, it's some award show. And it's him, a chick, and the other chick on both arms, and one of them is Kamala Harris. She's unknown at the time. Like, she was a nobody. Oh, dude, it's why you can't see the line, because there is no line. They are the same people. The CIA owns the media and the government. Yes, and if you think we're crazy about that one, just take a little bit of a look at Anderson Cooper's past. The man was bred in the CIA, and he's a Rothschild, or I'm sorry, he's he's a Vanderbilt. So yeah, not I mean, only him, Hannity. Hannity, you see him going after Vivek. Yeah, did you actually? I wanted to clip it. I thought about it, but I felt like uh, every time I bring up Rama Dama Lama Ding Dong, and you know. <laughs> The Ramashwarma, he just makes me too hungry every time I think about it. So I didn't really want to you know, pop it on the show. But, uh, yeah, he, he completely dismantles the guy because you must assume at this point he's a threat to the institution. And oh, Sean Hannity is the mouthpiece of the institution. No, they want Trump Biden. And Hannity is a mouthpiece. He's a tool. He, yes, he, he wears the lapel pins of the CIA and the FBI. That's disgusting. <laughs> no, dude. Disgusting. You even got the haircut and everything, you fool. <laughs> he, you he, go to the same barber? I mean, what the Oh, fuck? he goes out to beer every Friday night with Ray Epps. They're literally like, <laughs> they look exactly the same, man. Him and Ray Epps Frank, are the same dude. Ray Epps is just a poor farmer trying to live out a quiet life with his wife. He made one little mistake. <laughs> one little mistake, and his mom got scared. So you're going to move in with your uncle and Bella. <laughs> he's just a, uh, he's, he's a misunderstood. He's the new age fresh prince, dude. <laughs> yes, man. <laughs> you know, slap that, Willie. Oh, oh man! Did you see Jada Pinkett Smith throwing shade on Big Willie Man, saying that they they haven't even been married for six years? They haven't referred to Bro, each other. And as then like, the son came out talking about, "No, you got to stop emasculating dad." That's <laughs> embarrassing, dude. That's embarrassing, man. 